0: Hey sleep friend, today we're gonna chat about an important but also somewhat taboo topic, and it's painful sex postpartum. So has intimacy been more painful for you postpartum? If so, you are not alone? And it definitely was for me too. We're going to talk about six practical tips and strategies for you to navigate this to improve any pelvic pain that you're experiencing. No matter how far postpartum you are, maybe this is something that's been impacting you. Or maybe you're currently pregnant and you're preparing for postpartum, or you're early postpartum and you haven't quite resumed intimacy, but you're kind of preparing for that and waiting to get that all clear from your doctor after those first few weeks. And I just felt called to discuss this because i know how common this is and i personally experienced all of this too but i felt so dang alone in it for so long i just felt like i was supposed to just be pushing through this i didn't know that there was anything i could do about it i really felt stuck and so maybe you're struggling with this too maybe it's uncomfortable for you or even painful maybe you're trying to figure out how your body works and it's just really different postpartum and it's responding really differently to everything maybe you're not really sure how to deal with the anxiety that comes up for you around intimacy Maybe your sex drive is lower right now and you feel embarrassed or even guilty about it because you want to connect with your husband that way, but maybe you're just feeling super touched out and super exhausted because so much is demanded of you in this season from so many directions, whether it's the way your bodies are covering, nursing around the clock, working full time, so many things are on your plate and it's hard to feel like you even have energy left for your husband sometimes. I get it. Maybe you're feeling insecure about your body and it's really impacting your confidence and kind of enjoyment. Maybe you're struggling to figure out, how the heck am I supposed to communicate about this with my husband? I don't really know how to talk about it. It feels super awkward. Maybe your challenge is that you feel pressured or even burnt out in this area. Maybe it's feeling like a chore, and especially if it's uncomfortable, if it's painful, and we're pushing through that, it, it can feel like that, right? So whatever it is, if it's just not working for you, but you're not really sure what to do about it, if you're not really sure how to bring it up, maybe if you're feeling really alone in this, I see you and I hear you. And there's so much guilt and shame that surrounds this. It's private, it's secret, right? It's, it's very intimate. So I just want to acknowledge this is very sacred ground. And when we talk about it, you know, I hope we can have a mature conversation about this. And also it doesn't have to be something we do. We navigate alone. And I know that's for me, how I felt for so long, but let's destigmatize this because it's one of those things that I think there's so many things in motherhood that can easily blindside us. And we're like, why did nobody tell me about this? Why is nobody talking about this? And that's part of why we feel so alone. We're like, there's something wrong with me. We're starting here with pain and discomfort that can come and practical ways to navigate that and then we're going to move into okay how do we navigate like the big picture of postpartum intimacy because there's a lot going on there's a lot going on that's at play it's not just pelvic pain or or kind of the discomfort surrounding it i think so many of us just keep our questions or our struggles in silence we don't really know who to turn to or, or what to ask or who to ask I know one thing's for sure, and it was definitely the case for me, doing nothing and either just sucking it up or, or pushing through, it, it does not make the issues go away, and I thought I had this assumption that it was just going to get better over time, and honestly, it didn't until I finally got to see a public floor physical therapist and started turning things around and started learning some of these things that could actually help. And so that's what we're here to talk about today. And intimacy is this beautiful gift that God has given us for marriage, but man, it can be complicated postpartum. So we're like I said, we're going to talk about those different challenges we can face. And I'm going to get really vulnerable with you about what I've personally faced in this in the next episode as well. But today we're going to focus specifically on what to do for feeling a physical discomfort or pain after baby. Hey sister, welcome to Arm to the Heart. Do you wanna make an impact as a military mom and be the best mom and leader you can be at the same time? Are you finding yourself stressed and weighed down by guilt with how much your time your work steals from your family and often worry that they're getting the leftovers of you? Do you feel alone carrying the heavy load of pregnancy, postpartum, of motherhood and uniform with so many expectations of performing your job, stay physically fit, and such little support? Hey, I'm Megan, and in my early years as an active duty mom in the army, I was so burnt out. I was just wishing for more time with my baby, the freedom to actually put my family and faith first while still giving my best to the team. And I was giving all I had, but it just never felt like enough. Trying to bounce back quickly, feeling all those pressures prove myself in a male-dominated unit, trying to manage the home the best of my ability, and keep our marriage strong through so much long distance and dual military life. I just felt like I was falling short in all of it, but especially failing my family. I felt exhausted, I felt trapped in the army, like I was losing myself and what mattered most along the way and just doubting whether all of those sacrifices were worth it. I finally cried out to God to direct my path and he started showing me that there's a different way to find more balance and more purpose. So in this podcast, you're gonna find time management strategies, holistic health and fitness tips and mindset transformations so you can find that balance that you long for, to be who you're called to be for both your family and your work without having to compromise what's most important. So lace up those boots and put on the armor of God. Let's run this race up before us as sisters in arms, as sisters in Christ. When I was leading a pregnancy and postpartum exercise session and education workshop with a bunch of mamas in person in Hawaii about a year ago, I brought up this topic of painful sex and a number of them affirmed that they've been struggling with this too. I even had a few moms come up to me afterwards to thank me for sharing all of these tips and just talking about it to destigmatize it because they felt so much less alone and and you know I think many of us think okay we're just going to have to live with this forever. And some of them were earlier postpartum, three to nine months range. And some of them were past the year or even multiple years postpartum. And I get it. I felt this way too. And I was dealing with this for almost two years postpartum until I started working with the pelvic floor physical therapist. I also was dealing with long-term urinary incontinence. I was leaking when I was running. And that's when I finally realized, okay, it doesn't have to just be this way. And until I became a certified pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach, I didn't know any of this stuff. There's not this conversation happening, I feel like. So if any form of intimacy for you or even leading up to it or, or sex itself if it's painful or uncomfortable it's so easy I know for us to feel embarrassed or anxious or frustrated and just alone in it but I just want to affirm that there's nothing to be embarrassed about there's nothing to be ashamed of this is really common but it's not your fault and it's not something you have to accept or just learn to live with there is help out there for you and there's hope that we can we can improve this even with some simple steps that I'm going to give you today We may often be afraid to or just not sure how to talk to our spouse about this or or reach out for help. We might not know where to go or, or how. And to have the courage to do that, like this is very vulnerable, right? And many of us may have even been told, I know this is the case for me, that it's normal for sex to hurt postpartum. Or it's just what happens after having a baby. It's just one of those costs of motherhood that we got to deal with. And so many of us push through because it either feels awkward to bring up in the moment, and we feel guilty if we're honest with our husband about it, right? It can ruin the mood. We, we want to please them. We we want it to be enjoyable. We it, It's just, it can be hard. It can be really hard to bring that up. You may not even know how to bring this up with a professional or... Maybe you don't feel like there's quite a way forward for you to do that. You're like, I'm not really comfortable with my primary care provider. Like having this conversation, I I get it. There's so many barriers that can be in the way to even getting the help that we need in this area. But I definitely was going through this and just hoping that it was going to get better as time passed. But then I was getting so frustrated and discouraged when it wasn't going away over time. I was like, am I really just going to have to live with this forever? Just postpartum is already hard enough to begin with. But then you add on the layer of having pain or discomfort. And that impacts so much of your relationship, which is already going through a lot of stressors and transition to parenthood or transition to more babies, right? And the desire and and the connection. And it's easy to feel like passing ships already in the busyness of life and in that you know, lack of emotional connection. We can feel so isolated in motherhood to begin with and you add on all these things and it's just that much harder, right? So we're going to talk about that and all the other factors like feeling touched out, feeling exhausted, feeling emotional disconnect, not having much time or energy. I mean, huge factor, right? With little ones, busy work schedule, so many things. Well, I see you and I also want you to have hope because these are common, but also very treatable symptoms and you are worthy of finding enjoyment and, and confidence and just having a beautiful beautiful physical intimacy with your husband again and I don't want other women to have to take the longer more painful path of struggling through this as long as I did without knowing what to do or where to go or believing that these are just things that you'll have to deal with forever so let's dig into the specific tips that I'm going to give you today so number one tip number one is to stretch to stand more to move more to squat more to keep the blood flowing this could be before intimacy but it also is just in general The more we move, the better it's going to keep the blood flowing. But if you want to kind of think about this as like a way to even warm up prior to... Ahead of time, doing some deep squats, the child's pose, pigeon stretch, hip mobility, things are going to help you relax and open up your hip flexors, your pelvic floor. That is going to help you tremendously. So, that's something to think about ahead of time. Another one ahead of time, as you're relaxing ahead of intimacy, could be deep breathing. So, you can combine this, of course, with the pelvic floor relaxation I was talking about um, and those stretching and things like that. But, deep breathing, laying on your back or your stomach taking big diaphragmatic breaths, breathing into your ribs instead of just your chest, like shallow. It's easy for us to to come into kind of habits of breathing really shallow postpartum because of so many changes in our core, but it really helps us relax our pelvic floor when we are able to breathe deeply into our full diaphragm. Tip number three is that there's no shame in using lube. So one thing that's important to actually recognize, which, oh my gosh, helped me reduce so much of shame around this and feeling like there was something that was wrong with me but it's important to recognize that breastfeeding actually impacts our natural lubrication hormonally and so it impacts our ability to our body to kind of respond and to get warmed up and intimacy and so there's really no shame if there's a need for this so this might be a time when it's, it's not worth it to just push through you can kind of surrender your pride in this i know this can be really hard but just no shame in using lube i just want to say that number four is mindset and mindfulness so if you develop an awareness of and kind of clarity on both your love language in general, what's going to warm you up emotionally, feel emotionally connected with your husband, and in physical intimacy, if you develop that awareness of okay, what does what doesn't feel good, um, you know what are where are where is that turning point when something starts to feel like okay, this is starting to feel uncomfortable or painful, what are your mental roadblocks ar- around intimacy, what are the triggers for you, what is you know causing if if anything what causes anxiety or fear around this what causes tension tightness our body is going to be responding in so many ways even to like the prompting towards intimacy i know just going to my own experiences oh man like because of the pain around it it not only impacted my desire but also i would like put up these defenses and i'm still working through this today even though it's much less painful now that I kind of have the tools to support me in this and and know these strategies. But man, that is something that gets deeply ingrained because it becomes a trauma response basically for our body physiologically. So even if my, my brain, my mind knows like, okay, this is not a threat, my body sees it as a threat, right? And so you may feel like those walls of defenses are up and you feel like you're less receptive and open to intimacy just because of these things that are happening. So I just want to you to know that that is something that can come with this and it's hard. It's really, really hard. And I've been there too. So developing that awareness and just mindfulness around these elements can really help you in the first place. And then it can also help you to just be able to communicate this. So moving into number five is communicate, communicate, communicate oh my gosh, I know this is really hard, but the more openly and vulnerably we can communicate with our husband and also take it slow, the better. So be really honest with your husband before, after, in the moment. And I know if you've never really had these conversations and you've been sucking it up, like I was for a really long time, it may be really hard to initiate this. And it is really hard to even know where do I even start? It may feel also like a buzzkill, right? If you are doing it in the moment, but at the end of the day, like this is going to be what helps support you and is best for your relationship if you're able to be open and honest about this. Just to start, we want to bring it off of the heat of the moment. So, just initiate the conversation in a time and place when you feel like, okay, we can have some time to discuss this. And you can even, if you don't know where to start, if you're like, this feels super awkward. I totally get it. That's where I was too. The best thing to do is just to to initiate the conversation. Be like, can I talk to you about something? Like, I don't even. There's there's something that's been on my mind that. I feel like it's really important for us to have a conversation about. So when it's a good time, let's do that. And then you can even give the disclaimer of, I don't even know how to talk about this. This feels really uncomfortable. This feels super awkward, but it's really important for me to share this just openly and let you know where my heart is at and let you know something that I've been going through so that we can work through it together because I, you know, we're a team and this is really, this area of our life is really important to us, right? And important to our marriage. It's sacred space. And so with that, you know, kind of give that disclaimer and, and ask him, say, you know, I don't really even know how to, Start where to start? How to describe this? I don't really have the words yet, so please bear with me here. Like, just I ask that you be really compassionate in your response and be really patient through this as I as I kind of work to share where I'm coming from here and and so we can work those together. So let's just give you an example of some language, but it's just so important to be open. And I know it is so uncomfortable, but the more you just if you just breach that territory, you're gonna start to feel like. That tension around it dissipating, like you're going to start to feel like, okay, I can, I can kind of breathe. I can, we can have this conversation. We can start this conversation because it's just a starting point. Right. And then as you get into being able to be more open, more open outside of the moment, but also in the moment and after the, after the moment, right. The better off it's going to be. And, and coming again from that place, not of, of blame or shame or, or anything like that, but more so from the place of like, this is both of our responsibility, right. And in, in both of our it's an invitation it's an invitation not a condemnation and it's an invitation to just explore this more deeply and to to figure it out together i know it's it's hard but also establishing boundaries can be really helpful here too so once you have that mindset right number four the mindfulness and awareness of like here are things that don't feel good to me this is when it starts to get into territory of not feeling good or being uncomfortable being painful that can be really helpful to communicate and Again, the more you can kind of do it outside of the moment, the better, I would say, or, or even afterwards. But also one thing that's important to know is communicating that your arousal time as a woman is different. On average, women's arousal curve is like long and slow and gradual, whereas men's it's like very quick. So it's like from start to finish, it's fast, but that's just not how we work as women. And when you get into the levels of like all these layers of challenges that also come postpartum, it's even more important to realize that our arousal curve is going to be slower and that is totally okay that is totally normal there's nothing wrong with you but it's important to communicate that with your spouse because most of the time our husband's not going to know that and maybe you didn't even know that I definitely didn't know that until I learned that like physiologically that is normal and that's to be expected and so that communication is really important in, in helping him to know like okay it's gonna be really important to help warm you up more right and to really patient through that process. One tip here too with communication and taking it slow is sometimes it may even work best to schedule enough time. For intimacy because then one you can kind of expect it a little more you can mentally and emotionally prepare for it feel more comfortable going into it you can also make sure that you know you allow enough time and space for that kind of warm-up right for your brain and for your body and also the the reality is when we're dealing with either discomfort or pain it has been something that has become our norm our pelvic floor is going to automatically tighten because it's going to have that reflex of the anxiety which creates more fear which creates more tension in our body and this is the exact same thing that i help prepare women for in preparing for birth like mentally and emotionally and understanding the way our body works the more we can relax as we prepare for a contraction the less pain we're going to experience because when we tense up because of that fear and anxiety around the anticipated pain that's going to happen whether it's a contraction whether it's intimacy any of these things it is going to cause extra pain tightness is not going to help serve us right we want to be relaxed and open in our body to be relaxed and open and in our mind as well and our heart right and so all these things are just very related because God has created us to be just integrated human beings. So body, mind, soul, everything. So that warm up time is like a preparation time. And it's going to allow our body to also build trust instead of going into that fight or flight or defensive mode when things like all of a sudden are happening too fast or feel like they're happening to us. Again, it's physical, there's physiological, there's hormonal, there's mental and emotional. And and then there's the relationship, right? So if our relationship is struggling and there's tensions and we're not on the same page with parenting or we feel like we're carrying like so much of the disproportionate invisible load and we're not being appreciated in all that we're doing. We're not seen, we're feeling isolated in motherhood. There's so many things that we can get into there and we will next time. But it can also be much harder to warm up or to feel ready and comfortable for intimacy. And I think oftentimes we have to feel like we are received and we're able to receive our husband emotionally and to be connected in that way emotionally before we're ready to open up physically and to receive and to give ourselves fully physically so it's just kind of thinking about that too like what does that look like for you in your relationship and how does that impact like both your communication and your intimacy when you get into that moment okay and then number six is to work with a pelvic health specialist whether it's a pelvic floor physical therapist whether it's an occupational therapist who specializes in pelvic health this is just such a game changer and they, that's what they're here for to help with things like this so they can help you to figure out what are some of those exercises you can do to reduce anxiety around this, to physically relax your pelvic floor muscles and tissues, to help your body to get less uncomfortable with certain types of stimulus, request a referral from your doctor or your OBGYN there are so many civilian providers who accept TRICARE too if you do not have access to this within if you're in the military and you have a military treatment facility close by but at that hospital they don't have a pelvic floor physical therapist that is okay because they can give you a referral for off post. You are your best advocate for this you do not have to just keep sucking this up and being proactive is also far better than just waiting until you reach a breaking point and I know it was like a long time coming for me by the time I kind of got help around this so Please reach out if you're running into resistant providers or other roadblocks to getting the care that you deserve because you absolutely deserve this. And I also want you to know that something that we see oftentimes, and I have seen just time and time again, when we try to advocate for a pelvic floor physical therapy referral, sometimes you can get a resistant provider who's like, oh, it's not that bad, it's pretty normal, just keep dealing with it and see if it improves. But no, like you should be able to just get access right away without it having to be this crazy, terrible threshold of pain or discomfort. Pelvic floor physical therapy should be a standard of care postpartum anyways, and it's just frustrating. It's not, but we're we're raising awareness about that and we're working, you know, to try to expand access to it but it's hard. And so I know you might be fighting against an uphill battle, but just know that you deserve this care. And I know it can also feel uncomfortable, right? Having these conversations, but it's worth it. Like overcome the discomfort in the moment of having the courage to just say something about it and just be like, you know what? I've been dealing with a lot of pain around intimacy, postpartum, and I I want to get help from the public for a pelvic floor physical therapist. So please connect me. Please give me a referral. And if they say no for some reason, then This has been really impacting my relationship. This has been really impacting my quality of life. This has been something I've been dealing with for a while and I really don't wanna keep pushing through. And so please give me access to a pelvic floor physical therapist. And if they don't, then ask them to document the denial of a referral request in your chart. They're probably not gonna wanna do that. It does not look good on their end. And so just, yeah, just know that you should not be receiving no when you ask for this support. And the second thing is that, if you're still running into roadblocks, you can go to patient advocate. There's always patient advocate inside the hospital. There's ICE complaints. Usually there are ways that you can continue to appeal if you feel like you're not getting the care that you deserve, or if you feel like you're being dismissed in that and just not being heard. And I know sometimes providers don't quite have the best education in pelvic health and awareness of it, and so... Again, we are kind of having to come and educate our provider, which is terrible, but it, it might be the reality for you. And I, I know that's been the case for me in the past for sure, and a lot of other women. I hope that these tips have been helpful for you. I hope that you feel less alone if you're struggling with this and stay tuned for the next episode where we're gonna get into more of just the, the big picture and like all the different components that we can be facing when it comes to intimacy postpartum and how to navigate that and what I've been working through over the last four years and and what I see women working through and, and just to really help you in some of these things and, and to feel less alone in it too. So just to reinforce, finally, as we're closing this out, open, honest conversations with your husband. It is, it is the linchpin in all of this. And then also seeking any professional help that you need. You know, these are a lot of quick tips that I gave you today that like can really make such a big difference for you. But I also do not, do not hold yourself back from going and getting professional help for this too because all of this, like both having the conversation with your husband about it and also getting professional help, this can take a huge burden off of you that you probably have been carrying alone right now. I know it was for me for sure and every time I overcame that kind of mental and emotional hurdle and I was honest with my husband, whether it was in the moment or afterwards or before, it just gave him this chance to be really empathetic and, and like patiently and selflessly love me through it. And honestly, when he was meeting me where I was at in that, it just helped reduce so much of that additional kind of anxiety and fear and tension surrounding intimacy. And it helped us take this like shared responsibility for it and to compromise more. And it just helped make me feel seen and known and loved in this very vulnerable way. And he just like received me fully in that. And it was just, it's beautiful because that's what we're called to do in marriage. It's it's a give and take. And sometimes like one person might be really struggling with something and the other person might need, you know, to really be patient with them in that and compassionate and give themselves a lot, give them a lot of grace. And so this is a place where like God's grace can really come in to your marriage in in a beautiful way. And I know like my husband just, I just really want to give him a shout out because he has always just demonstrated such like Christ-like love to me in this. And so you are worthy of communicating all of this anything that you're struggling with you're worthy of communicating your what doesn't feel good what would instead you know what you want to try instead what you don't want to do anymore um you know your preferences and desires they matter your enjoyment and intimacy matters too and it's so important to know that and so this may be a component of physical healing but there's also components and layers probably of the emotional healing and even the relationship healing that can happen right in this area and so do not silently suffer through this it is it is not worth it to keep suffering through this alone and just give your husband the opportunity to meet your needs with really a lot of that compassion and unconditional love and know that this might take time right and it's just helped us tremendously talking through like what each of us can do to help make things smoother and it reassured me for sure that this was something that we'd be working through together as a team right rather than it all being on me which is that burden i was carrying on my own that i was talking about i think you know, you probably feel that too. And maybe you feel that in other areas of motherhood as well. So just this open communication, this dialogue that can happen, it's a theme I want to just keep reinforcing. You know, it's part of what I think can really strengthen our relationship and also make us feel less alone in motherhood. So I'm so glad I decided to reach out and also to open up to my husband about this and not to just hide it or try to push through, which is, it was just making everything worse. And so I've overcome that shame and awkwardness because of that willingness to be vulnerable. And because of that, I just realized how absolutely loving and compassionate he really is. And now, of course, I have all these tools and strategies and knowledge that I didn't have before that you know has been able to help me now so much more in the second postpartum experience than the first. And it's really been such an answer to prayers. There's been so much visible improvement in our intimacy and our marriage across the board from this information and this work and it's definitely something that an investment that you can make for the sake of your marriage for the sake of your own mental health as well and your physical health and just so many so many different things so i know this is a difficult vulnerable place to be but know that you're not alone and you're worthy of these open lines of communication you're worthy of unconditional love from your spouse and also in receiving the help that you need okay so I love you. I'm lifting you up. I'm wrapping you up in a really big hug if you're going through any of this because it's tough. It's really, really tough, but that's why we're talking about it. That's why I want to destigmatize this and just have these heart to heart conversations, you know, both from a practical standpoint, but also a heart standpoint. And this is one of those things that because it's such a common experience, I include this in my postpartum program. And that's why I put together a series of videos to go with my postpartum program because it's not just about exercise and fitness postpartum and returning, you know, to both feel more confident in our bodies again and all the things that we need to get back to, especially in the military where we're, you know, getting back to fitness tests and all all those things. But there's also so many other parts of our experience that impact our holistic health and fitness and also just our motherhood in general. And so I have little mini videos covering a lot of these kinds of topics. And and that is why it is so important to have both the well-rounded education in what are those challenges we're facing and how can we navigate them postpartum. So one, we don't feel so blindsided and alone in them. And two, we actually have a way forward. We we know that, you know, we don't have to figure these things out the hard way and just deal with it for so long before we kind of get that help and support that we need. And so if you feel like you could be supported in these different areas too in your postpartum experience. If you feel like it's easy to feel like you're just trying to survive postpartum, but you actually want to move into thriving and taking your holistic health and fitness and just your well being and your work life balance as a mother to the next level in the postpartum chapter two, and you, you are like, I want the exercise program that's going to get me back to where I want to be, but I also would love to have some of that extra support and those extra resources and information and all my tips and, and hacks and those kinds of things, then go check out my postpartum program, Strong and Resilient. It is a amazing, amazing compilation of so much of, you know, these things that I've really learned the hard way, like I said, and and done a lot, pursued a lot of continuing education beyond just my pregnancy and postpartum athleticism certification is I'm a continual learner and I always like bring everything that I can into my coaching. And so that's what you can expect from that. So go check it out if you're in this chapter or you're preparing for this chapter and you feel like that's something that might support you well. So if you learned something today, if this was helpful to you, if you feel like, oh my gosh, I wish I knew this. I wish more women knew this. I wish more women felt less alone in this. then I encourage you, if you know any friends that are struggling with this, to share this. Or if you know any friends who are postpartum or even pregnant, please share this. Because whether or not they are struggling with this, most of the time, probably we might not even know. And so you can even just say, hey, I don't know if this is something you've been dealing with but I know so many women do. It's very common and you can share if you feel comfortable. If you have been, do not be afraid to share this with a friend. That's my encouragement to you today, because I know if somebody had shared this with me, I would have been so appreciative. I mean, it could have helped avoid so much of this pain, right? And so much of just dealing with this for so long on my own. All right. So that's my encouragement to you as a call to action today. I will be praying for you in this and I'll be praying for God to extend his grace to you and to your husband and to really pave the path for any of these conversations that you might have together. Courage that's needed. I just, I lift you up in all of those ways. And I look forward to continuing to talk about this topic as we dive into intimacy, postpartum, and just navigating all the complexities that come with that next time. So stay tuned and meet me back there in the next episode. All right. I'll talk to you soon, my friend.